You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And today we are continuing with our summer series, The Faithpreneur Diary. That means that this week I have another phenomenal faithpreneur in the guest chair. Michaela Ian is a marketing and video expert who teaches womanpreneurs how to confidently market their services and use video to grow their brand. Michaela has 15 years of media, communications, and marketing experience. She began her career as a journalist in her home of Bermuda, where she covered countless events locally and internationally and interviewed politicians, heads of state, and celebrities. She is certified by the Press Association in the UK as a multimedia journalist and is renowned in Bermuda for her on-camera work. Michaela switched to PR marketing, working at a boutique agency, and went on to work with the prestigious 35th America's Cup. Now, she works with women who need help to confidently market their services and grow their tribe. She does this through her six-week group coaching program, Show Up For You, and one-on-one video coaching. When she's not helping clients with marketing, Michaela loves indulging in pop culture, dancing, eating, cooking, finding the best shade of red lipstick, and sipping ice-cold rosé. Michaela is wife to Jason and mommy to Amir and Zavi. Let's welcome Michaela to the podcast. Michaela, welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, thank you so much for having me. It's awesome that we have you here today. I know this is the perfect time to have this conversation, but before we even get started, I want to start off with my favorite question. So we've heard all these amazing things in your bio, but I want you to tell us a fun fact that is not in your bio. Sure. It's so funny because I've gotten this question a couple of times in the last year and I kind of stick with one or like a hybrid. So fun fact. I am actually a classically trained pianist. I don't play anymore, but I am classically trained. And part two of that is I actually performed in Carnegie Hall um, when I was 15 with my high school choral group. Um, I used to want to be a professional singer and my mom told me I was not good enough. So dream abandoned. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa, she gave you just the hard truth. Good she was Lord. like, no, you're not going to be Beyonce. And I was like, I'm cute. I can sing. I can dance. Like, what's the problem here? <laughs> I play the piano. If not Beyonce, I could be exactly. Alicia. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. No. Well, she's like, no, honey, no. <laughs> Mom said it's not, it's not for you today. Oh, no. <laughs> that is amazing. And I love asking these questions because there's always something I can relate to in this, in this question. No, I'm not classically 
trained in music, but my boyfriend is. And I think just watching him play and learning all of the things he had to do growing up to become that level, I can imagine all of the music lessons you had to go to uh, just to become that level. But that, that's would. great. Listen, and if you just want to break out into song, you can release one <laughs> single and, you know, uh, have your, have your childhood life. <laughs> Pardon? I have not sang since university and I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one day we'll get a, a one-time Michaela Ian single, even if it's on your IG stories. <laughs> I will be here for it. I one day, one day. So, Michaela, we know that you are, I'm, or I'm going to call you the confidence queen. I know you refer to yourself as the confidence rock star. But yes, I yes. want to know about your journey to becoming this confident person. Were you always like this? So when I was younger, I was not always confident. I was taller than most people. I'm 5'10 right now. Um, well, I'm saying right now, like it's going to change, <laughs> but I mean, I've always been tall. I was very skinny up until I graduated high school, probably. So I bloomed a bit later than everyone else. Um, so I didn't necessarily have that confidence, um, that I should have had when I was younger. I think it kind of came in university mainly. I had some, I guess you would say struggles in my personal life. My parents split up. My father decided he wasn't going to support me uh, financially or emotionally anymore. So I kind of had to be this person who had to be independent. I was forced to be independent and I had to kind of decide that, you know what, even if I'm not getting this parental support, I'm still going to do what I have to do and do it well. Um, so I think it was probably after high school that I kind of had to step into the big girl shoes and do what I had to do. Otherwise I would have kind of gotten left behind. So I think it started around my late teens, early twenties, where I kind of was like, you know what, I have to do this. Otherwise I'm, you know, not gonna be this amazing person walking in her purpose that I want to be. I love it. So you know, you, you, you've gone through this, you're not always confident, you've, you've made this decision, but when you first decided that, you know what, I'm just going to show up as Michaela, I'm just going to be me to, to the fullest, how was that decision-making process for you? Were you nervous? Did it require practice? Or, you know, after the first two times, were you like, you know what, this is it, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be myself, and I'm going to be confident about it. How did that process go? I think it kind of started, I remember I was, I was 19. It was, I think the spring semester of my junior year, sophomore year, I can't remember, in university. Um, and I, I had to get a job because my father was not financially supporting. My mom had to support the three of us. Um, and so I had to get a job. I had to come back home and get a job for the summer. And my mom is very much into raising independent children. She wants you to do things on your own. She'll help you, but she's not going to do it for you. So I remember I had to reach out to the editor of the Royal Gazette. My mom made me do it myself. She made me write my own resume. And I'm so glad that she did because now I'm like so self-sufficient, right? Um, and she made me do all these things by myself. And I remember my Nana, her whole philosophy in life is, all they can say is no. And I live by that. 
So in this situation, it was really like at the forefront of my mind, okay, well, I can try this. I can take the risk. And at the end of the day, all they can say is no. Um, and I ultimately got hired for the job. I got a raise about a month in, um, and it really helped boost my confidence. And it really taught me that you can do whatever you want when you put your mind to it. And I don't necessarily believe in fake it till you make it. Um, I don't really like that way of thinking, but I really think that you have to take the risks if you want the reward. And in this instance, I wasn't a very confident 19-year-old. I had never worked in a newspaper. I'd never written a news story, but I knew that that was the career trajectory that I wanted. So I had to step outside the box. I had to force myself to show up for myself, even if I didn't know what that meant at the time. Um, and I'm so glad that I did because it paid off tremendously for me. Your grandma's philosophy of all they can say is no reminds me of my mom. Her thing <laughs> for me was literally the work you always ask because the worst somebody could say is no. And yep. if somebody says no, then you're just in the same position you were before. You know, exactly. nothing lost. And I think exactly. that really opened my eyes to, you know what? Why don't we just ask? Like nothing, nothing is going to hurt me by asking. And I think that helped me on my journey. And I see how it's helped you as well on your journey, because when you settle that in your mind, you're okay with taking the risk. You're okay with trying because you know what? It's better you try than you didn't try. And you're always wondering what, you know, what if, so that sounds amazing. And your mom just making you do it on your own, helping you to become so self-sufficient is, is, is great. And I think we need to do that more often just with our kids, just making them learn how to do things by themselves so that they can, you know, when they get to a certain age, they are running the show by themselves and we'll be proud of them. Yes, no, I agree. She, um, Definitely. I mean, my mom was obviously there to guide me and help me mm -hmm. along the way, but definitely raised me to be very independent so that I could take care of myself because our whole thing was at the end of the day, no one's going to take care of you. You have to know how to take care of yourself. I absolutely love it. So you've never worked in the newspaper. You decided to get a job. And basically I would say, well, right now, the Royal Gazette is Bermuda's only newspaper, but back then there were, would be about two newspapers, but the Royal Gazette was still the biggest of the newspapers. Yeah, there were three. No, there were three at the time, yeah. Three. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so there were three newspapers. So you, you get this job at the, the Royal Gazette and you start working there. How does your career develop from the time you started at 19 to where it is now? Sure. So it's actually funny. And I remember this day vividly. I love telling this story because when I first started, the editor told me that I would be probably rewriting press releases and doing minimal court coverage and that kind of stuff. I probably wouldn't get my byline on anything for a while. So the first day I go in, they send me to the Senate. Never been to the Senate. Didn't know who the senators were. Didn't even know where the building was. Nothing. Right. So I go I do my notes. I write up a story. The story's on the front page the next day. It's the headline story on the front page by Michaela Ian Cannonier, because that Cannonier was my name at the time. 
And it was that day that I realized this is exactly what I should be doing. They threw me in the deep water and I swam, like I swam big time and got a byline as a headline on the front page the next day. So for me, that was like absolutely amazing. And it kind of just set the course of my career. I knew I wanted to be a journalist, but that kind of solidified it for me. Um, So after that, I worked an additional summer and then I became full-time the following year. And I stayed at the Gazette for, I want to say three and a half years. I did um, multimedia journalism training in the UK, which was a lot of fun. Um, learned shorthand, learned all about government, law, all that kind of stuff, and then took another risk by joining Bermuda Sun, which was the other newspaper, as the island's first um, online news reporter, because online media didn't really start to be a thing in Bermuda until about 2010. And so I actually ended up being the island's first um, dedicated online news reporter, which was so much fun for me. Um, And that's when I actually started dabbling into video. Um, and we actually, this is a story that I tell a lot because so many women entrepreneurs are terrified of doing video. And I was horrible when I first started. I remember going into the studio. It was a studio in Warwick and it was hot and the lights were bright. And I literally could not keep up with the teleprompter. I kept stumbling and stumbling and I went in thinking I was going to crush it. I was going to be this amazing Katie Couric type person. And I was terrible. (laughs) Like it was laughably bad. And there's still video footage of these things that hopefully no one will put out one day. But it was just, it was terrible for me, but I still did it. And I went and took the risk and that kind of led me to where I am. And I mean, that was like nine years ago now. Um, So obviously I've improved on my video skills, but um, yeah, it was was a great um, time for me and an awesome risk to take because ultimately if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be where I am today. I love that. And I I see when you talk about the first time you did video and how horrible it was, um, that just brings my mind to the first time that I did an Instagram live. And (laughs) I remember like this is me first time really in my business and doing an Instagram live. And I got up super duper early. It was maybe like some minutes to seven that I got, I got to where I wanted to do it. And I was pressing record. Cause my, my bright idea was Shante, you do this early in the morning. Nobody's going to be up to watch it live and they'll just catch the replay. Do you know, one of my friends came on and I broke out into a sweat and started oh, no. red. And this is one of my friends that I talk to on a regular basis basis. So (laughs) I know when you say that entrepreneurs are really afraid when it comes to video, I know that as a business coach and just as myself, when I look back on how I started and because I know that a lot of the listeners of the podcast are faithpreneurs, they're looking, they're either in, started their own um, entrepreneur journey or they're looking to start another entre- a new entrepreneurial journey, which is exciting. But let's talk about that for a while. Um, what is it that makes us so nervous or scared about being on video, having a camera in our face? And, and I, I say that from the perspective of I'm, I'm a speaker. So that's what I do. I speak. I'm a 
a lawyer. I go to court. I have always been someone to, to, to speak. I traveled as Miss Team Bermuda. I went to St. Kitts. I spoke in a stadium with thousands of people. Yet something about being directly just me and the camera in the beginning would throw me off. And I'm like, come on now, you've spoken in front of thousands of people on multiple occasions. And you're telling me you and this camera, this camera is going to size you up and win. So what is it about being on camera, utilizing things like IG live or IG videos or Facebook live or wherever you are? What is it about that, that, that scares us as entrepreneurs? So I think the thing about video is that people really want to come across like as their best self. So when you're doing a photo shoot, you get multiple photos taken and just say you take 50. If 20 of them are bad, you still have 30 to use, right? But when you're doing video, especially when you're going on live, there's no doing it over. There's just showing up and trying to be your best self. And I think a lot of the times where we struggle is we're A, we're trying to be someone else. So you're trying to model or do what you see your favorite person doing. So you come across as inauthentic. And then the second part is you come on and you come on like a deer in headlights and then you kind of get blinded by it. And so you're very stiff and stoic. So you're not able to put any of your personality across. So one of the things that I encourage my clients to do, and it sounds so basic, is really just to pretend that you're talking to one of your favorite people, whether it's your best friend, your boyfriend, your husband, your mother, whoever it is, but try to channel that energy when you're talking to them, because otherwise you're going to come across as dead because you have to exaggerate a little bit. Like I would never encourage anyone to try to put on a different personality. I don't ever encourage anyone to put on a different accent or stop saying, um, or, uh, like absolutely talk the way that you talk and show up how you normally show up. But sometimes you just have to give that little extra bit. Otherwise you come across as, you know, a little blah, and you don't want to come across as blah because we're using video to engage with our audience and connect with them and to get new people in. Right. Um, so it's just, um, like I said, I used to be really, really bad at it, but over the years, I've gotten so much better. And like you said, you can stand in a stadium and speak in front of people. I would be terrified. I mean, I do speaking, I do emceeing and that kind of stuff, but video is my jam. Like I can sit here and do live TV right now at the drop of a dime and be way more confident than if I'm in a stadium full of 500 people, a thousand people. I mean, I get through it, but I wouldn't be as amazing as you are, for instance. Yeah, I I, I love that because I think... You, you make a point there that people get onto the camera and it's just like a deer in the headlights because we're trying to be our best selves. And I know when I'm talking to my clients and I'm just like, you know, people, people really enjoy connecting with people when it comes to business. It's no longer about they want to connect to your logo. They want to see you. They want to talk to you. They want to know who you are and video and audio, like a podcast are the two best ways for you to do that because you're in, you're kind of in that person's house with them. And you've given such great advice. Just really be yourself. Talk to, talk to the camera like it is your favorite person. And I do think that that helps and that changes your energy and it makes you want to, um, engage with whoever is on the other side of the screen. They want to engage with you. So what are some of the other 
other struggles that you see when it comes to people showing up confidently, especially women in their business? What are some of the blockers that you have identified with your clients and just generally? Sure. I think that, um, I think confidence is the main issue. I will say that, but they're not going to come out and say, I'm not showing up because I'm not confident. I've literally only had two people tell me that. The majority of people tell me that their biggest struggle in marketing and showing up for their business is a lack of time. Um, So they're not making the time to do what they need to do, but the underlying root of that is confidence, right? Um, So for me, it's like when you say you don't have time to create content that's going to help you connect with your audience to convert your followers into clients, you're saying it's not important. You're saying, oh, well, I don't have the time, so I'm not prioritizing this because then it's not important to you. But ultimately, you don't have the confidence (laughs) to promote yourself. You don't have the confidence to create this content that's going to take your business to the next level. And I mean, I've absolutely been there. I've absolutely made every excuse under the book for why I can't show up for my business. Um, So I know exactly what that feels like. But I think when you make a decision, because it's all mindset, confidence is a mindset issue. And whether you can admit it or not, it's confidence. If you're sitting here telling me that, oh, I'm not doing videos because I don't know how to edit, that's confidence. If you're telling me I'm not doing videos because I don't know if what I'm going to talk about is valuable, that's a confidence thing. If you're sitting here saying, oh, I'm not filming videos because I don't really like the background I have in my house, it's confidence. It's all confidence. It's all mindset. And once you can get past that, then you're going to be able to show up in your business and be able to confidently market your services to not only connect with your existing audience, but to grow your audience and then convert those followers into clients. But you have to get to the point where you accept that it is a confidence and a mindset thing. I love that. And I felt like you were just reading me for a second, <laughs> just slightly for a second. <laughs> when you were going through the different, the different excuses people give you for why they're not showing up or why they don't want to do certain things like video. And one of the things I remember telling myself is that I do not like the background in my house. Like I don't have a nice background. The walls are like green and yellow and this is not my choice. So I can't change it because technically <laughs> it's not my house. But I remember thinking that that was a a valid reason for me not to show up. And I remember just having to do something and watching other people's videos. I'm like, so you're telling me, like, this is me talking to myself. Shantae, that person has a green wall. That person has a green wall. That person has a green wall. And it's absolutely fine. But for some reason, you and your green wall can't show up. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing. Like for me, it was a huge mindset thing. A year ago, I was not doing videos consistently and I was not doing it because of the confidence and the mindset thing. I do videos at work that are like super professional, super HD. I have a whole video guy that comes and does everything. This is like a high level production. So for me, creating videos at home, I was like, people are going to expect my videos to be at this level and they're not at this level, so I can't do them. And I literally sat on that excuse for months and months and months. And then one day I was like, you know what, sis? You do not have $5,000 a month to hire your video video guy to do your videos for you. So guess what? 
You're going to have to shut up and show up and just do it with what you have until you can afford that. And guess what? Now I don't even need him to do my videos because I've done it in a way where I use what works for me. And that's what I teach my clients. Use what you have and make it work because otherwise you're making excuses and excuses is going to end up being you and not being able to convert your clients. I mean, your followers into clients. Listen, at the end of the day, excuses will not make you any money. No, they will not. They will not make you any money. And let me tell you, because I know you guys can't actually see us on this interview, but I want you to go and check out Michaela's Instagram page and look at some of her videos. Listen to our tips. You know what? Just work with her. But while you're <laughs> you're just getting to know her, you will see that her videos, oh, if she didn't tell you that she wasn't using somebody to do her videos, you would never know because they look so professionally done and properly put together. And it only takes me actually listening to you to say, you don't need all these fancy things. I remember watching one of your videos saying, you know, all you have is basically like a good sunlight and the, and, yes. your, and your phone. And that's, what's giving you such a great quality video. Yep. And I was just like, are you serious? That's it. Like I would have never known, but because our mindset is, is not it where it needs to be. And, and really the confidence is the limiting beliefs. And if you guys have not listened to the episode that I have about how to overcome your limiting beliefs, do check it out. I can't remember what episode it is off of the top of my head, but it's somewhere in the 2020 episodes, if it makes it easier for you to find. But basically our brain likes to prove itself right. So because your limiting belief would be, I don't know, you don't have enough time or you don't have the right background to do a video, your mind will start will start using things to prove itself right. Instead of you identifying that, hey, I actually lack confidence and this is why I'm not showing up in my business. How can I fix that? What things can I put in place to change that? So definitely check that out because you don't want to be out here thinking you have all these valid excuses when you really don't. No, and that's the thing about it. Like It's so important for me to show my audience, what it actually looks like in terms of creating videos. Like I think I did a photo post and it's a photo of me recording my videos. I'm literally sitting on the floor in my living room and I have a $20 tripod and my phone is attached to it. Sure. I do have a proper tripod with a light ring and I do have a proper camera, but honestly, I don't even use them because it's, it's just not that serious. And I want to be super transparent and show my audience that Yes, I've been doing this for a long time. However, you can do it too. All you have to do is decide that you're going to do it and practice consistently because you're not going to be good the first time. You're not going to be good the second time. But the more you do it, the better you're going to get. Um, so like you said, excuses, no, they're not valid at all. Like at all. Yes. And I love that. No one is good the first time. And I think I just wanted to, to, to let that sink in for you that no one is good the first time. And no matter how good you get, I feel like there's always space for growth. Yes. So if you are always having a growth mindset, not a stagnant mindset that you know that you'll always get better, even though I'm really good at speaking. And, and that's just my area, my zone of genius. I'm always looking for things that will help my speaking to make it better. Absolutely. I'm, 
always looking, I'm signing up for things, I'm showing up, I'm practicing, because I know at the end of the day, if I just rely on the fact in my, um, in my mind that, hey, I'm good at speaking, so I can just show up to a place and speak, I'm not going to give somebody my best. And I can't show up and give somebody what is 70% of my best because they think it's 100% of my best. I need to show up and give what I know is 100% so that I can definitely make the impact that I want to, to, to make. I'm not just there to talk. I'm there to make an impact. So practice makes perfect. Yes, no, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, I definitely encourage my clients where they're doing video when you start out. I think a lot of people think that you need to write a script out. Um, and I see people not looking at the camera because they're trying to read their script that they've written out, but they're overcomplicating it. Like, I honestly believe in starting where you are and growing from there, but always doing something in order to get better, not just staying in that same place. Challenge yourself. Like, don't write out a script, maybe memor- not even memorize, but write out two points that you want to talk about and just speak to them like you're speaking to your best friend. Don't try to write out this complicated script and read it or memorize it because then it becomes a chore and it takes a lot of time. Um, so I just think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially us women, because we want to be perfect, we want to come across as our best selves, but we end up shooting ourselves in the foot because again, we're making excuses as to why we can't do these things. Exactly. And, and listen, you were speaking truth. Cause I remember at the first few times I did video, I had a script and it was so long. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't keep doing this. Especially when you know what you want to say. Yes. So writing out a script was for my benefit. So I can be more confident in my mind, but I didn't need it because all I needed was like two sentences to glance down at and know that those are the topics. So listen to Michaela. She knows what she's talking about and she's here to help you show up more confidently in your business. Yes, absolutely. And I think the thing about it with scripts is a lot of people don't realize that reading a script from a teleprompter is a whole other like it's a whole other thing that you have to master. It's not easy because when you're reading a script from a teleprompter, you need to look as though you're not reading. And that's a whole skill set that you're absolutely not going to have when you're just starting out. And so I absolutely discourage anyone <laughs> from trying to write a script and reading it when you're just starting out in video because you're going to hate your videos and then you're just going to stop doing them. Exactly. So, Michaela, let me ask you what are three tips that you have? to help us boost our confidence? Ooh, so my first tip is definitely to be consistent because when you are consistently doing something, that's when you're going to win. You can't just start making videos today and then you do another one next week and then you take a break and then you get back on it a month from now and then wonder why your videos aren't good. You have to do them consistently because when you do something over and over, you get better at it and it boosts your confidence. Secondly, I think that you cannot wait until you're motivated to do something. You have to just be disciplined in order to do it because we're not motivated all the time. If I only did video when I was motivated to do video or showed up on Instagram when I was motivated, I'd probably do it like once a week. So you have to just do it when you, even when you don't feel like it, there's so many times and you would never know that I do not feel like creating content. I do not feel like sitting in front of the camera, 
doing my makeup, making sure my hair is right. I don't want to do it, but you'll never know that because I have disciplined myself so that I just show up regardless. Um, And then the third thing to boosting your confidence, I think you have to accept who you are. I think that we get so caught up on what's wrong with us. A lot of women say they don't like their voice. They don't like the way that their face moves. They have weird quirks. Like my mouth moves weird. I tend to kind of talk out of one side of my mouth sometimes. Um, And like I have this one nostril that's a little bit bigger than the other one. And so those are my weird quirks, but I know that they're my weird quirks. I've accepted them as my weird quirks. And it's not going to stop me from producing content that's going to be so valuable for my audience. Um, So I think when we get stuck on, well, I have these flaws and this is why I can't do this, then you get stuck in this weird state and you're not going to, you're not going to show up as this confident person. If you, if you don't accept who you are and what your flaws are. Um, So I would highly encourage Whoever is listening to this, if you're using, okay, well, I have these flaws and I don't really like the way that I sound or I don't like how my eyebrow moves when I laugh or whatever it is, you really just have to get over that because ultimately, if you're running a business, you're providing a solution for someone. And if you're not sharing that talent, that skill set, those abilities that God gave you, you're being a little bit selfish. Um, so you have to accept who you are and just show up no matter what. Come on. And for you ladies listening to the podcast, you know, on last week's episode, we talked about when you don't show up for yourself, you are being selfish. So this is yes. the first time someone has come on this show and told you that. So I don't know who needs to hear that, but you probably needed to hear that more than once. You not showing up in the fullness of who you are is being selfish because there are people waiting for the things that are that you have to do. They're waiting for the things that are attached to you. So if your business is not blossoming, that person that's waiting for you next month to book you because you're exactly what you need, what they need, sorry, can't find you because you're not showing up. So stop being selfish and embrace who you are. Like Michaela has told you, she gave you three tips. Okay. I'm going (laughs) to sum it up just in case you need to hear it again. You need to show up consistently, right? You need to have discipline over motivation because she is speaking the truth. We cannot wait till we're motivated for us to show up. We have to be disciplined about it. And of course, accept who you are and all your flaws because more times than not, you are the only one recognizing your flaw. Exactly. No one has ever noticed my smaller nostril. No one. (laughs) Exactly. So you have to just do it. And if I can I remember the first time, the first few times I was doing this podcast, I didn't like the sound of my own voice. I would not re-listen to episodes. I would not (laughs) because I didn't like the sound of my voice. So the fact that, um, what, 51 people in 51 countries were listening to me was mind-blowing because I was just like, uh... I don't even, you don't even like the sound of your own voice. But now I can go and listen to an episode and think to myself, really? This sounds good. Exactly. Because it does, because ultimately we're thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about ourselves more than other people are. No one's thinking about us that much. (laughs) They're just not. I completely love it. And the tips that you have for video are the same tips that I would say if anybody was interested in podcasting, you can apply 
to podcasting. Yes, absolutely. It, it, it is the same things because you need to do those things for yourself and for your business. So Michaela, yeah. I want to thank you for giving us so much insight on how we can become more confident um, in life and really in our business. What I want you to tell us is how we can connect with you, all your social medias, and how we can work with you more, most importantly. Sure. So I love Instagram. I am on Instagram every day. I am that millennial girl who loves the gram. So on Instagram, I'm at the Michaela Ann. So T-H-E-M-I-K-A-E-L-A-I-A-N. Um, and then my website is www.michaelaian.com, M-I-K-A-E-L-A-I-A-N. And then if you're interested in working with me, I have a six-week group coaching accelerator. It's called Show Up For You. And it is all about how to teach women entrepreneurs who don't have a lot of time how to show up in their business. Um, and then I also have marketing strategy sessions. So those are 90-minute one-on-one sessions. And then I have video coaching strategy sessions as well. Those are one-on-one 90-minute sessions. So if you're looking for marketing strategy sessions, I'm your girl. If you need some help with video, I'm also your girl. It just depends on what you need. And especially if you're a woman entrepreneur who has no time to figure out what kind of content is good for your business and how to create marketing strategies, my group coaching show up for you is absolutely what you need. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michaela. And of course, ah, it's been phenomenal. And of course, I will link all of the ways that we can connect to you in the show notes. So be sure to follow her on Instagram. Trust me, you're going to get the benefit of her videos and beautiful tips. And of course, make sure that you work with her because you can always show up better in your business. Like I said, you have to have a growth mindset. So you should always be looking for ways you can improve. So definitely connect with Michaela, work with her and tell her that you heard her on the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. So Michaela, Thank you so much again for being on the podcast. It has been great. I appreciate you for being here and I appreciate you um, giving us all of this, all of these tips. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure.